The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Good morning, America. Welcome, Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house, and anybody else I may have missed, to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio. We use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible. As the authoritative word of God, glad that you guys have joined us here on Thursday morning. Uh, if you'd like to check us out online, please do so. SonsOfLibertyRadio.com or SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you head over to SonsOfLibertyMedia.com, you're listening by way of Red State Talk Radio. Head over there. You want to watch the video portion of the radio show. We are streaming live right there on the right side of the page. If you're using a mobile device, I suggest you use something like a Chrome or something where you can use you can use the desktop version. And you'll see us there on the right side of the page. The video right above ours that's going now is from Bradley's show yesterday. He'll be live at 3 p.m. Eastern time right there on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. Click on that. Join in the chat if you want to do that. Right above that, also, we've got a place where you can subscribe to our newsletter. We don't rent it. We don't sell your email. We don't spam you. You get one email a day, including the archive of the morning show that I talk about. So if you hear something, if you see a video or something, you say, where can I get that? You can get it at sonslibertymedia.com. Sign up for the email newsletter. You get that in the evening, and um, that archive is in there. Also, while you're at sonslibertymedia.com, if you agree with the message that we have, we're not just doing radio. Uh, we like to say we, we turn talk radio into do radio. We're not just doing radio. We're not just doing Internet. We're out among the people across the United States teaching them about our Christian and constitutional heritage, calling them back to the law, and calling them to repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So with that said, if you agree with that message, there's a donate button right there at sonsoflibertymedia.com. You can click on that. You can make a one-time donation, or you can partner with us monthly by becoming a son or daughter of liberty. And that's also at the top of sonsoflibertymedia.com. Click on that, set it up. It's painless. It comes out every month, and you set up the amount that you want to to set up there. There's also some perks there, by the way. You can check that out by clicking on Become a Son or Daughter of Liberty. And then finally, if you want to support us, there's also a store. We got t-shirts, hats, um, we got dog tags. <laughs> uh, Sons of Liberty with First um, John 3.18 on it. And <clears throat> we've got those. We've got uh, coffee mugs, water bottles, books, videos, Bradley's My War series, which now is available on Sons of Liberty Media. Excuse me, Sons of Liberty Radio.com. When you go there and you click on Equipping the Saints, 
All of that series is on there. So if you've not seen it, Bradley goes into the public schools. He addresses all of the issues that are going on today. Check that out at sonsoflibertyradio.com. Okay? All right, real quickly before I bring my guest on, a couple of things. Some people said, is there some good news out there? Yes, there is. Yes, there is. Just last week, we had a federal judge strike down the CDC's lawless ban, the eviction ban that's told property owners, you can't evict people if they're not paying. Now, look, I'm not saying be heartless to people, that's, but that's up to the property owner. That isn't up to the government to determine. All right, Charity is determined. We went through this when we, when we talked about the government taking our money and giving it to other people or spending it the way they want, calling it charity when the government doesn't know how to be charitable. They, they steal and they're charitable with everybody else's money. <laughs> so if the property owner wants to let people stay because they don't have anywhere else to go, that's up to them. But it's their property, and the CDC was basically saying, you, take, you keep keeping up the house, you keep paying the taxes on it, you keep paying all these things and taking care of the electricity and the water, and blah, 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 blah. And these people who are living there who can't pay you, well, they get to just live there. And so a federal judge struck it down, <clears throat> and I love what he said. Although the COVID-19 pandemic persists, so does the Constitution. In other words, so does the law. And the law protects, it protects both people, but in this case, it's the property owner. It protects them. So there's some good news. There's also something, uh, I believe this is out of Sweden, Dr. Jonas Ludvigsson, and I probably just murdered the accent on that, but he's a Swedish professor of clinical epidemiology, at the Karolinski Institute, he quit his COVID research after finding after his findings led to a backlash against him when he discovered just how a threat the alleged virus is to children, which is basically nothing, which undermined the political arguments that were being put forth to not only close the schools, but to not reopen them. Which, I got to tell you, I think it's a good thing because I think parents ought to be teaching their kids anyway. You know what I think about that? Deuteronomy 6, they're your kids. They're not the state's kids. It's your responsibility to educate them. Also, this one. This is a good thing, too. Guy won um, a, well, he didn't win, but he settled a lawsuit with St. Joseph County. Um, he sued the county. He sued the health officer, Robert Eintertz. I guess that's how you pronounce his name. Because he put a unilateral mask mandate uh, countywide, and he didn't have any authority to do it. Everybody get in the picture here of what we've been talking about? I did a show on this. Where does the CDC get authority to mandate masks? Where do they get authority to mandate these eviction things? They don't have any. Our Constitution doesn't have, In fact, our Constitution doesn't give an authority for them to even exist much less get your money. They're a propaganda. They're a health propaganda arm of the federal government. Make no mistake about it. So is the FDA. Same thing. And um, so that's some good news. All three of those stories are actually good news, exposing the lies and the propaganda we've been given concerning the Convid 1984. That's what that's what we've had. Okay. Now again, not saying there's not viruses, not sicknesses. I'm not saying people don't die, but there's a lot of questions when you put to people. The fact that the flu has virtually disappeared. No numbers on it. Um, when you have unelected bureaucrats telling you, yeah, we're lumping everything in with COVID, like Dr. Burks did under Trump. Not under Biden, under Trump. And it's all to push you to a vaccine that is experimental in which you, America, and you throughout the world are the guinea pigs. See, because it's not been approved except by 
bureaucrats for emergency use, and it's not even a vaccine. We're going to be having we I played you the clip from Dr. Lee Merritt on Tuesday. We're going to be, I'm going to be doing a pre-record interview with her later this morning. Hopefully we're going to have that on Monday. We've got Dr. Carrie Midday, who is scheduled to come in on Tuesday to refute some of the things that's been said about her and the stuff that she's pointed out. And so I, I want people to know the truth. So Dr. Lee Merritt has a little different perspective than some of the people we've had on. Uh, I think she'd probably fall more in line with Dr. Scott Jensen, who we had on. But don't let it be said that, that Tim Brown won't bring in people who have differing views. We'll, we'll bring them in. Um, they're qualified to speak on those issues, and we want to bring them in and let the people make their own decisions on these things. With that said, we've got a very special guest this morning. Uh, our own Kate Shimerani passed along this young man to me, and uh, we wanted to bring him on the show because, you know, I played for you Debbie Hicks over in the U.K. and how she went into, and I'm going to let him say it, <laughs> the hospital uh, there, but uh, <clears throat> she basically filmed, they said it was like a war zone, it was filled up, nobody could get in, and all, the, all of this other stuff. And nobody was in the hospital. Nobody. I mean, there wasn't an attendant, there was nobody there. And then, lo and behold, cops show up at her door, come into her house, and arrest her in front of her family. And we've been having a hard time getting, Debbie. we kind of hit and miss each other, and I haven't heard back from her in, in a couple of weeks, so I don't know if we're going to get Debbie on. But this young man and his friends went down to a local hospital, and uh, they have a, a significant population there, and they were told the same thing, and they wanted to see for themselves what was going on, so they went down there and videoed it. We're going to show you a little bit of video in just a minute, but I want to welcome to the Sons of Liberty, Mike Freeman. Mike, good morning, man. Morning, Tim. How are you doing? Yeah, doing great, doing great, and it's great to have you on the show again. Kate speaks very highly of you. That went, you went out, um, you weren't trying to cause a scene, um, and all you wanted to do was see for yourself, you and your friends, if what you're told on the media is the truth or is it a lie. And why don't you go ahead and, and tell us a little bit about yourself first, and then let's get into to what you found out when you went down to the hospital uh, to see for yourself what was going on. Okay. Thanks, Tim. Um, so my name's Mike. I'm from the UK, um, in the Midlands. Um, yeah. And what was happening at the start of the year, we were being placed under severe lockdowns in the UK. Um, and we were watching the media. We were, I always look at everything with a critical eye and, uh, what we were seeing didn't really represent what we were seeing outside, you know? So there was a, a massive difference between what the media was portraying and then what we were actually seeing. So um, we decided to get together, um, film, a, film a few hospitals. Um, the video that you you have and you're about to show, that's just one video. Um, we actually filmed four hospitals in two days, um, all with the same result as well. Yeah. Um, we didn't once go into a hospital and there was a lot of people there or there were, you know, large amounts of ambulances ready to, to pounce on the, you know, the pandemic, if you want to call it that. Um, but yeah, um, so me and a few other friends, we got together, we peacefully and legally approached the hospital. Um, it was completely empty. There were no patients there for us to, to intimidate or anything like that. And we made sure of that before we even went inside, I even wore a suit to make sure that people didn't think that we were some sort of, you know, thugs or, or bully boys that were just trying to like, prove a point. Um, but yeah, we, we went and filmed a few hospitals and even on the day, um, on the day that we went to do this. Um, well, it went over a period of two days. Um, and then on the second day, at the end of the second day, we went to our, our local police station 
And we told the police at our local police station exactly what we'd done. We asked them, we're here to hand ourselves in if we've broken the law. Um, they said to us, no, you're fine. You haven't broken any laws. Uh, you're free to go. Thank you very much, officer. And we left. So we left. And then a, a week later, two weeks later, uh, the police came, raided my house without a warrant. They arrested me under exactly the same circumstances as they did with Kate. So they said that it was a common law charge, which they don't normally do in this country. It's uh, it's out of normal procedure. Uh, so that, that meant they could search our house without a warrant. So they came into my home, searched my house, um, arrested me, kept me. Um, same with the other guys. So we were all arrested on the same day. So it was a coordinated response from the police service. Um, and they kept us. And then ever since then, they've kept all my electronic devices, my telephone, everything, and, and just everything. I mean, we'll go into it a little bit more after if you want. But um, yeah, and but based on the fact that we went to the station and explained exactly what we'd done, told them that we filmed it, they said it was fine and then let us leave. They then proceeded to arrest us, which says to me that they had an ulterior motive other than just like dealing with criminals. It seems that they just wanted our electronic devices so they could check our communications. And that's that's pretty much it so far, Tim. Yeah, I think that's exactly what they're doing. Um, and they're trying to intimidate you so you don't go do it again. What's interesting, yeah. though, to me, Mike, is you go down there, and we're going to show some clips here in just a minute, but you go down to the hospital, and you're just wanting to see for yourself. Now, you are yeah. you are showing it. Are you, were you doing it on – was that a live? Because it sounds like you are talking to people as though you're doing a live stream. Was that a live stream as well? Yeah, yeah. So at the time, um, that was a live stream, um, and we were kind of – as things were happening, as this was unfolding and the corruption um, during this pandemic, uh, if you want to call it that, um, the corruption was becoming very blatant. We were seeing everything and it was as if they weren't even trying to hide it anymore. So what we were doing, we were going live. So we had an opportunity then for other people to see it as it was live because a lot of our stuff's being deleted. Um, my YouTube channel's been deleted. All our social medias were being blocked constantly. And uh, we just wanted to make sure that other people got to see what we were doing while we were doing it, just to make sure that we had backups. We had people screen recording the incident as it was happening. Um, yeah, so it was just more of a backup, really, for us to make sure that it was getting out there, you know? Yeah, well, they're doing it to us, too. We lost uh, one, I lost my personal YouTube. We lost uh, the, the Sons of Liberty one. It's tens of thousands of people on there, millions of views. And uh, then we're we're about on our third strike here on the last YouTube. And I I told Bradley I said I'm just not gonna I'm not gonna be a part of them if they're gonna act like that. And and we're probably this close. I think they want to monitor communications because they left our ma messenger open, but they basically shut it. We can't even post on our own personal page. We can't like anything. We can't comment anything uh, as well. So they are trying to shut down people who are dissenting from what the official narrative is. That's for sure. But the thing that gets me, Mike, you just went down there and, and filmed, you, you didn't, you know, go down there with a can of spray paint and spray paint the hospital. Uh, you weren't, uh, out there, uh, you know, causing, inciting people to violence. You weren't breaking things. You were just walking around and filming and showing that nobody was there. So let me, let me take this. I'm going to bring this over here. And uh, I want to show this. I'm just going to show a couple of clips because, like I told Mike, I said he's he's very he's very passionate, and so there's some language in here. So I want I just want to show a couple of clips. The main ones uh, come around to, and and this video will be up in entirety. Okay, so you guys can see it. But I want to show you about um, a minute clip of each of these where he's inside and then where he's outside, and you can see for yourself. 
exactly what's going on. This is, uh, this is the video for which uh, Mike and his friends were arrested. I'll sit here in this empty iron mm -hmm. and we will wait to be seen. We will wait to be seen. And this that is the is accident and emergency, the right, &E Mike? Department. That's Guys, correct, look yeah. at this. Okay. Look at this. Please look at this. Please look at this. I'm begging you. We're not breaking the law. There's nobody here to be intimidated. There's nobody here to be intimidated. This is, this is what we do. Okay. Are we not allowed to ask any questions, please? Have we got a telephone number we can call, please? Okay, thank you. Guys, as you can see, this is the accident and emergency place, right? There are no ambulances coming and going. There's 50, over 55,000 people that live in Kidderminster, okay? And this is a huge area for the size of the hospital that we've actually gone inside. They've asked us to leave, and we have, because we're not here to make sure anybody... We don't want to make anybody feel bad, and we don't want to cause any fuss. We just want to see for ourselves. See so we're just going to walk around, guys. We're allowed to do this, because at the end of the day, the NHS is paid by our tax money. It's paid by our tax money. We pay for this. And they're going to tyrannize us. They're going to. All right. So then I want to move up here to around uh, five minutes and 12 seconds where uh, Mike, you go outside. And by the way, Mike's nicely dressed because he said he wants to look like the other reporters who go out there uh, who aren't causing a fuss either. So uh, get, this is a little bit outside this to where is Mike is. Uh, As you can see, C block. Filming. used to be the main entrance okay we're not going that way because those people in that used to be d block and those are mentally ill patients that's the mental health ward and we're not here to cause any problems we're not here to scare anybody and we're not here to actually fuck we don't want to intimidate anybody hence me wearing a suit because i want to dress like the people on the tv that don't intimidate anyone else who believes their nonsense but guys does this look like somewhere there's a pandemic to you does it really Please tell me if you do. I mean, if you've got evidence to me that COVID-19 is a huge pandemic and it's killing people on a massive scale, please get in contact with me. I'm more than happy. I'm critically analysing this situation. I'm treating the situation that we're in right now, yeah? I'm treating it like an essay. So I'm going through five Ws, all that stuff. I'm checking that information. All right, there's Mike. And, uh, you know, we got a question in the chat. How do we know the video isn't fake? Well, Mike's been arrested for doing this video. That's one of the things him and his two friends. And uh, Mike, if I can get you to elaborate a little bit, uh, you and your friends are arrested and then you're given, um, I don't know if it's bail or bond, which one you're given there. But if you want to elaborate a little bit on that and the conditions of it, I want people to hear the conditions of what they said they're going to let you go on. Can, can you elaborate a little bit for people so they understand what's going on there? Yeah. So um, basically when you get arrested in the UK, the police will arrest you. They will process you. Um, if they can't charge you immediately, then they have to release you within 24 hours. And they release you on something that's called a bail condition. So the bail condition states that it gives you a certain set of instructions uh, that you have to abide to. If you don't abide by the instructions that are given to you in your bail conditions, then they can they have permission to arrest you and hold you until your court date. Um, so what they did, they, they arrested us all on the same day. Um, kept us and let's go and the bail conditions were i'm not allowed to visit uh, any hospital unless i'm in an ambulance or it's an emergency so if i have a relative who's dying i can't actually go and visit that person if i have somebody who's dying in my house i can't take them to a hospital without breaking my bail conditions so that's quite serious uh, i'm not allowed a megaphone in public um i'm not allowed to visit the people that i was involved with filming the videos and uh there's one more no, I think that's it. Your I social media. It. Oh, 
no yeah so i'm not allowed to log i'm not allowed to communicate with any of my friends on social media so any of the people that were involved so yeah um it's uh it's it's basically doing whatever they can to keep us quiet to keep us from talking to each other because the people that i was involved with while we were doing this every one of us has got quite a, a large following on facebook and on different social media platforms and together we can work together as a team we get a larger response you know because we're putting our audiences together um so what they're trying to do really in my opinion is uh, to just keep us apart really and to stop us you know making noise yeah, that's exactly what it is. And on your on your social media, it isn't just that you can't communicate. You were telling me you can't like their stuff. You can't um, no. uh, comment no, can't on it or anything. I mean, it's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, the 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 things. I mean, the infringements upon the people's rights. And look, when when we speak about the Constitution, we talk about God given rights. That we're we point back to the Declaration of Independence. We're endowed by our Creator, as our forefathers wrote there. Yeah. Endowed by our creator with certain inalienable rights. Among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, or the pursuit of property is how it should really be understood. And in that, we believe that all men have this. No matter their skin color, no matter their nationality, or whatever, they all have rights. And so to, for your rights to be trampled, the rights that God gave you to go onto property that you're paying for with your taxes, you said it in the video, uh, the I mean, the, England's been under a socialist kind of medicine kind of thing for decades, and you're paying. They're taking your money out, and they're saying you can't come over here with your camera and That's ask correct. questions. You you can't show people that what our fake media over here with the BBC and uh, all these other cats over there are doing. You can't show that they're lying because then that will discredit us. And and that's the that's the irony here, Mike. They've got you on a on a public nuisance thing. You're yeah. just showing the truth. Why are they not going and arresting the fake media for fraud? Because they are they are committing fraud against the people, are they not? I agree. Yeah, yeah they definitely are. I mean, the way the media works in this country, um, it tends to have quite a strong hold on the way that people believe and the way that people think. Um, we don't really have many alternative media channels. Uh, obviously, with the internet now, we are getting a lot more. But people tend to believe the BBC for every little word that they say. And um, the whole point of us doing this, it wasn't to, pr to prove that COVID wasn't real. We'd never say that. Um, we never say that people aren't dying. Exactly what you said at the beginning. I'm a Christian myself, brother. And I have the same sort of understanding that you do, that we have inalienable rights that we're born with and they're bestowed upon us by God. And we were just exercising our right. And with how many things that have been told to us in the media recently, especially recently, um we have the right to go and question these things and we feel that it's important that these things do get questioned because then people get an objective they get to have a look at things from the mainstream media side and our side and when we went down there we went down there with the intention of just filming we weren't going down to prove that they were empty we were going to just go and see for ourselves you know and lo and behold we filmed four hospitals in two days and every single one was empty so well, this is this is the job of the media, actually. It is the job of the media to question. It is not to go along with, you know, their handlers and things. You know, the Bible tells us, Proverbs 18, 17, he that is first, uh, he, to state his case first, seems right until another comes and cross-examines him. And I think this is what you guys were doing. You were coming down here and you're saying, wait a minute, what I'm being told by the guy who can't brush his hair over there, Boris Johnson, and then the, the lying <laughs> media... 
uh, is not lining up with what I I'm seeing with my my friends and my neighbors and when I go out, except for maybe you got some mass people or something, some weird stuff like that. Um, you've got all that kind of stuff, and yet you guys just went to see what was going on. Now you've become the criminal. I mean. From their perspective, you become the criminal. You're the danger to society here. You're the public nuisance. And I just, it's absolutely upside down. Uh, it is definitely a uh, Orwell 1984 kind of thing that's going on. I mean, I'm seeing it here in the U.S. and it's not even, it's nowhere near as bad as some of the stuff I've seen there in the U.K. Some of the videos that I've gotten of the police brutality rival some of the stuff I've seen over here in the U- in the in the U.S. And for nothing, I mean, People out walking or standing on the sidewalk. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Now, somebody asked, "Have you? is part of the conditions you can't leave the, the country um, or you can't, uh, I, I guess, travel far or something like that? Do you have to stay in a certain place or something? Um, that's not been stated. Um, I think it, it may go without saying, uh, but no, that's not stated. So they haven't stated in my bail conditions that I can't leave. Um, at the time that I was given bail, though, all of the travel corridors out of this country were completely blocked. Um, the only people that were allowed to leave the country were, were essential workers. So um, I'm assuming that that's because of that. But no, they haven't They haven't actually stopped me. But in England right now, um, it's being advised. People, they're, they're trying to peddle it as law. But for us, we know it's government guidelines, which there's a massive difference between guidelines and law. Um, you're not allowed to travel further than five miles from your home. You're not allowed to meet anybody outside. Um, you can have one person that you're allowed to meet. Um, yeah, there's there's a lot of restriction over here as to what we can and can't do in terms of movement. We're not allowed inside each other's homes. So if I've got a family member that needs me to go and help them and I go into their home, I'm actually in breach of the guidelines that they're setting in place for the British people. So, yeah, there's a lot of restrictions at the moment without mobile conditions that are keeping me in place. So, yeah. Yeah, that's it's absolutely incredible that this is going on. Now, there's an important point that we missed in all of this. When you went and made this video in the hospital, they had not pat. What is this? What was the particular uh, law? It was a COVID thing where uh, they put in they put in actual restrictions. They infringed on your liberties about doing things like what you did, and that was not in place at the time that you guys went and did what you did. And then now they're coming back and they're they're trying to apply it sort of ex post facto, if you will. On, on you and your friends. Can you tell people a little bit how that, that went on? Yeah, so um, when when the actual, when we filmed the hospitals, um, we were in a tier system. So it was tier one, tier two, tier three at the time. Um, they were different levels of restriction. So tier one was uh, you have to wear a mask in shops and do certain things like social distancing. Tier three was you're not allowed to visit other people's homes. As, as it stands right now, we're in full lockdown. Um, and they've basically changed a few laws as well. Well, pieces of legislation. Uh, so p- they've changed pieces of legislation that will allow the police to make arrests based around the guidelines that they put in place to keep us from doing those certain things. So, um, and that came in at the end of January, about three or four weeks after that incident, um, they, ch- they actually changed the law. So at the time that I filmed that, we literally were just working within the boundaries of guidelines and it wasn't law. So technically they didn't have the right to arrest us. If that happened now, because we're in full lockdown and there have been changes to the legislation, um, they could actually arrest me and they would be able to give me a proper charge. Whereas now my bail conditions don't state a proper charge. It says non PNC recordable. I don't even know what that means, but I think it's because they arrested me under common law. 
because they wanted to search my house and they couldn't get a warrant because I hadn't broken the law. So they're using legal loopholes in order for them to be able to get our communications devices so then they can try and prove that we are criminals when we know we're not criminals. They're making assumptions about us that we're criminals when we're not. I, I see myself as an independent journalist and um, I feel that I have the right to go and do these things and I know I have the right to do these things, but the way that they're operating... Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're using loopholes so they can make moves against us, really, and then changing pieces of legislation so they can kind of enforce them later on down the line. Well, this is one of the things that we talked with Kate uh, at one point, uh, and it was a show last year that we did. And she came across uh, one of the O's that the Queen takes. Now, the Queen came out, and we talked about this with her and Dr. Kevin Corbett on Saturday. The Queen's come out and said, you people quit being selfish. Just get your experimental jab. Well, she didn't say experimental jab. She said, get your vaccine, right? Um, and one of the O's that she has is to uphold the laws of God and to do these things that she's supposed to do to protect the rights of the people. It was pretty fascinating because I, I read it. Um, she, If I'm not mistaken, she's supposed to write it with her own hand and sign it. I believe that was the image that I had, but I may be wrong about that. Anyway, Kate brought that to the forefront. And you and I talked about this briefly yesterday. It's like the people in America, we have a constitution. And the constitution says, uh, it, it says the, the militia is necessary for the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And in Article 1, we, we only gave legislative authority to our Congress, not to our president, not to the judges, just to Congress. And they can only write legislation about 18 things. Okay, and none of them have to do with arms of any kind, knives, guns, bazookas, grenades, whatever the case may be. They don't have they don't have any authority for that. And so they write laws that they call gun control laws. So we're going to put you through a background check and you can't have this kind of weapon unless you do this, this and this and this. And you don't you can't do this and you can't do that. And now they're trying to push a thing where you can't have certain semi-automatic rifles. Well, we didn't give you authority to do that. Yet you're writing laws that undermine the law, okay? And it sounds to me like that's what's happening in the UK. And they do it on the on the ignorance of the people because the people don't know what the law is. They don't know their founding documents uh, in the UK in many cases like they don't know them here in the United States. And so if you don't know what the law is, if you don't know what your rights are, you really don't have any, at least practically speaking, you do because God in... in, in he gives them to you at birth. You have them. And so it sounds to me, Mike, one of the things that they're doing is they're undermining the law to write a law into themselves so they can do whatever they want. Maybe I'm missing something here, but I don't think I am. No, I think you, you, you correct, Chris, uh, Tim. <clears throat> Basically, in this country, we have common law and we have parliamentary law, which is legislation and statutes. Um, Britain is policed by consent. So... Um, at the moment, what I'm doing, um, I've set up a movement called the Freeman Network. And what we're trying to do is educate people on the law. So we're trying to bring the stuff that's suppressed uh, to the forefront and teach people how to interact with the police officers in this country to work under common law. Because when we work under natural law, which still stands in this country, we have to ensure that we're not creating joinder with the police officers um they have certain tricks they speak to you in legalese uh, that will bring you into a uh, a verbal contract with the police officers so if you say i understand that means that i stand under you um 
words like must is synonymous with may. So it's a choice. It's not compulsory. It's it's mandatory. So mandates aren't, you don't have to do it if it's mandatory, you know? So it's all, all of these little tricks that they use in their legislation, in the, in the wording of what they do, that we're trying to bring to the forefront because uh, they're trying to, they're using it against us. They're weaponizing language against us. And um, a lot of people aren't aware of it. I mean, we exist within a system that's built on common law, natural law. Yeah. And we never learn it at school. They don't teach us about our inalienable rights. I mean, in the US, you get the Constitution. And I think that is the most amazing document that's ever been written. We don't have anything as solid as the Constitution over here. Um, we we are looking at trying to to get something like that passed. Obviously, it's going to be very difficult, but something worth doing because we need the, the freedoms that are given to the US by the Constitution, which we don't have currently. Um, we do have inalienable rights. And like you said, they're given to us by God at birth. And what we're trying to do is help people to understand that these rights still stand and that the legislation that they're bringing in over the top of these rights, they don't supersede natural law. Um, it's just legislation at the end of the day. So, so yeah, I mean, common law stands in this country, but uh, not a lot of people are aware of it. So this is what the Freeman Network's about, is us trying to help people to understand their rights and the way that they can operate within this system that will give them the freedoms that they need in order for them to live their lives. Yeah, and and this is something that I, I want to stress too, and I, we do it quite often. You know, when we talk about rights, we're not talking about rights to just do whatever we want to do, but the rights to do the right thing, the duties that we have before God, because rights really are liberties. Um, and there's a difference between liberty and freedom. freedom. A person can be locked up in jail and still be free. Now, I know a lot of people don't buy that, but free in their minds because freedom is a state of mind. But your liberty is what you're able to do. And so you can be free and your liberty is infringed upon. Um, but, the, but the fact of the matter is, when, when if we go back to something like Romans 13, for instance, in the U.S., it's different than the U.K., uh, in the U.S., we the people are the king of Romans 13, if you will. We are the ones who are to enforce the law. And, and some people may say, where are you getting that? Well, go to your Constitution, Article 1, uh, Section 8, Clause 15. The militia is to be used to execute the laws. We are the law enforcement. The militia is the people, not the FBI, the NSA, the CIA, you know, whatever alphabet agency you want to you want to call out. It's the people who are to enforce the law, and we've we've dropped our our responsibility and our duties. We've given up our our liberty uh, for somebody else to go do that. Um, unelected bureaucrats to be over a team of agents of the state in little blue uniforms to go enforce the law instead of the people enforcing the law. Which is, by the way, go back and read the book of Judges. You'll see the people were the were the ones enforcing the law. They didn't have policemen. You won't find that anywhere in Scripture. You will find the people are the ones to enforce the law. And so even when they had uh, something that was a death penalty, it was the community of people to gather together and to enforce that. Uh, so that's what, that's how things were, were to be done. We've lost that, Mike, uh, in large measure because militias have been demonized. <laughs> so a lot of our liberties that are supposed to be protected by those who put their hand on the Bible, swear, bef- swear before God and man that they're going to uphold the Constitution, they're going to protect our our liberties, aren't doing it. Therefore, they're accountable to the people, and the people have to bring the law to bear upon them. And I think there's probably something very similar, even though it's a different construct there. The, those in your government uh, serve at the behest of the people, right? I mean, the people vote to, to put them into office, right? 
Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, yeah. The government is brought in by the people, but unfortunately, due to the system that we live in right now, the media is God in a sense. Yeah, people tend to believe everything that the the mainstream media say. Uh, so if they say, "Oh, there's loads of people dying," or the hospital hospitals are full, or this law is in place. People believe it. They don't go and look for themselves and they, they forget as well because of this media system that we're existing within. They forget that the government are brought in by the people. OK, and if without the people, there is no government. So they they, we, they govern without permission. But when the majority of the people are asleep and they're not aware to certain facts that help them maintain their freedom, then the, the government tends to just do whatever they like, you know. Yeah, I think that that happens here. That's why at the Sons of Liberty, we point back to the Bible and the Constitution. If the people don't know those things, though, they're the, that's the foundation right there. And where the Constitution is faulty, it needs to be corrected to conform more with what the Bible says. And it's got its faults. I pointed out some of them with the taxation and all this other that need to be corrected. But the fact of the matter is, is you're, you're exactly right. Either the people don't care. They they don't they don't care enough for those who who fought, bled, and died to establish the things that they'll even read the the, the short documents. They they don't care enough that the Son of God left glory that He came and gave Himself for sinners on a cross, a cruel death, in order to save sinners. They don't even they don't even care enough to to read what God has said in His Word about that. So if they if they don't do that, I don't know how you help them. But that is that is part of the the issue that we have at the Sons of Liberty. That's what we hold forth is what God has said and what the law that we have in the country says, and that law is is subservient to the law of God. Um, I I really do think that you guys have something very similar to that and that's why i point back to what the queen is supposed to do under god as the minister of god there uh and i know you guys have also the parliament but i think back to somebody like oliver cromwell you know in your history and here was a guy who had integrity and he tried every peaceful way he could do to correct things and the king just wasn't having anything and you know, I think it was one of the things for Oliver Cromwell, it was one of the most disturbing things to him that it had to come to, that they had to cut the king's head off because he just would not submit to God, not not to the people, but to God. Uh, and that's in your own history. I, I wish we had more Oliver Cromwells who had some integrity and stood up for the people and, uh, and pointed them back to the fact that uh, representatives are to do their duty under God to protect the liberties of the people. Yeah. Well, yeah, Mike, um, what who, your your friends? How are they responding to all this? They're in the same situation as me. Um, in fact, uh, one of our friends, Luke, uh, one of the guys that was in the video with me there, um, he went into the police station in my local area yesterday and asked to check his bail conditions. Um, the police completely shut him down. Um, he then he then he was asking about his bail conditions. They kept him sat there for an hour. Um, what happened was uh, the officer, the sergeant, it was actually a female sergeant came. And in this country, what you need to do, if you need, if you want to operate under common law, you need to get the officer to tell you that they are a constable. Now, in this country, there's no such thing as a police officer. They're all constables. They swear an oath. They carry a warrant card. 
okay and they know the law they know their oath okay if you can get that officer which you should be able to to say that they are a con- are you a constable and they say yes then you have them under common law that the, these acts and statutes that are con- that you have to consent to in this country they don't stand they're, they're not solid so um he was trying to get the constable or the sergeant to say are you a constable and she was refusing to say it she kept skirting around it um and in the end he said okay i want to report a crime and when he said, I want to report a crime, they just pulled the blind down on him and walked away. And that's, that's what we're up against in this country. That's the level of corruption. When you go into your local police station and say, I want to report a crime, and they just shut the blind down on you, you know? So with people trying to do what I'm trying to do, which is just, just get the truth out there. We're not trying to go against our government. We're not trying to create a revolution or anything like that. All we want is solid answers to be put out in the public domain so people can make a decision for themselves based on the mainstream media's narrative and then our narrative which is based on critical analysis you know what what happens though when you go to do that they pull the shade down on you what is your recourse from there i mean like in the united states we have cities then we have counties then we have states then we have federal and it at each level we have courts that, that will hear certain things what what's your what do you what's your remedy when the local police department won't take your report for a crime well um i'm currently in in touch with the common law uh which is the common law court set up by john smith um i actually had him on an episode of my podcast and um he's a guy that was coming under these sorts of uh corrupt maneuvers shall we say and um, he decided to take it upon himself to set up a common law court in this country, which hadn't been done properly until that point. Uh, so I'm currently in the process of speaking to a few people in the background. I've got a small team that we're working together to try and decide how we can manoeuvre into these these bad situations. Because as it stands, we don't have a federal government in a sense. We do have higher levels of government, like a Supreme Court. But um, it's not as accessible as it is in in the US. So what we're trying to do now is find a course of action that will allow us to operate uh, in a way that's legal and lawful in their system uh, that will get us the answers that we need. Um, But as it stands, no, we we do have a Supreme Court and we are looking to try and get in touch with the people that are above the police. Because if you think about it, you go to your local police station, you ask to report a crime, they pull the blind down on you and walk away. nobody knows where to go nobody knows where to go so what we're trying to do now that situation has actually presented us with an opportunity with a little bit of proof to show people look this is a situation you may find yourself within and now what we're trying to do is find a matter of uh, find a way to deal with the matter and then what we're going to do is put it put, put it on um on our website publicly which will allow people to then make further proceedings if they ever face that situation themselves you know Hey Amen. I, I I like that. I you you see it as an opportunity to teach some to not only do something but to teach other people how to do it. I think that's excellent. I really do think that's excellent. To not see it as a discouraging moment. Well, what can I do? Um, that's how a lot of people do perceive things. Uh, but yours is to say, okay, not only what can I do, I'll go do it. But I'm going to show somebody else how to deal with it too because I know I'm not the only one having this problem. Um, what other kinds of issues are you having? Are you ha- since you've had um, now? Is it bail or bond that they put you under? It's called bail. Um, okay. I'm not sure how bail works in the US or how bond works, but there's no monetary uh, value involved. It's just that you get a document. And it states that you can and can't do certain things and that you have to return to the police station on a certain date. 
So the restrictions that are placed upon us, um, they stand. And what's been happening, they keep turning up at my house and extending the bail. I've got three letters extending the bail. Um, the let the last letter that I received has no date on it. So they basically they can hold my laptop and my phone indefinitely. Now we need to take into account as well. I, 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 I'm a student. I was studying for a degree. All of my essays were on my laptop. I told them this when they arrested me. Okay, I have not been able to hand in my essays, and I'm now going to fail my university course because of the action they're taking against us. If they would have given me a date, then I would have been able to give the date to my university to be able to say to them, "Look, I'm not going to get my laptop back until this date. Can you give me an extension?" I actually did have that conversation based on the first letter, but now they've extended my bail twice. So I'm unsure what to do. I'm kind of in open water at the minute trying to figure out how to move forward, you know. Now, do you have something like an attorney or a barrister or anything like that that's that's helping you in this? Um, I, I do currently, but it's not a standard solicitor. So when they interviewed us, I represented myself. Um, I was honest. I answered questions. Uh, I don't think that they have anything that they can charge us with because if they did, they would have already made moves against us. Um, but what I have done is I've made, I'm not sure how much to talk about on this because I don't want to reveal how much I'm doing, but I'm going to take the common law approach um, and I'm going to try and work in a way that will uh, keep me out of their trickery, if you want to put it that way, because there are a little, there are a few little tricks that they can use against you in the British courts that will put you into their system. Um, and what I'm trying to do is I want to be tried as a living man. Uh, I don't want to be tried as the straw man identity, Mr. Blah, 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 et cetera. So, um, yeah, we're, we're trying to go down that route. I mean, as we haven't broken the law, I think that it's important that we try and do whatever we can to use the common law route um, because they're actually breaking the law with the way that they're treating us. So and not only are we going to be defending ourselves, I'm actually going to be taking legal action against our government or against West Mercia Police in particular for the way that they've treated me for for stealing my property and kidnapping me, basically, because they didn't have a warrant when they come to search my house. So for that reason alone, I can take legal action against them, you know, especially for the fact that uh, when we did film the hospitals, we turned up uh, at the police station, told them what we did, like I said before, and they still they still took action against us. So there are a lot of discrepancies in this case at the moment. So um, we just need to work with what we've got. Like I said, I'm in touch with the common law courts. I have spoken to a solicitor, but um, the advice that I was getting from the solicitor was to be quite submissive to the system, which is, it's not what I want to do. I don't want to be submissive. Um, I think that it's time that we start showing the people that we have power um, and that we don't have to be overtly aggressive with it. We just have to learn the law and defend ourselves accordingly, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think there is, I think that's something that some people don't understand. They, they think that if you stand up, if you are nonviolent and standing up and pointing out the law says this, this is how you guys have behaved, they think that is it, you shouldn't do that. But even if we look to the example of the Lord Jesus, all he did was always point back to the law. He didn't back off of that, and he called people to, to abide by the law. Uh, I think the Apostle Paul also pointed that out when they wanted to beat him. He said, are you about to beat a Roman citizen? And it scared the guys who were about to beat him. So there's nothing wrong with standing up and pointing to the law. There's everything right and good and holy and just about doing that. People shouldn't be scared to do that. Um, I, I think that's a good thing. But I'm, I'm a little bit, I guess, um, confused here. They're telling you to come back to the police office there. 
uh, constantly. They're extending your bail. When do you get to see a judge in all of this? Because it sounds to me like the police have made themselves judge, jury, and executioner in all of this. <laughs> yeah. It's funny you should say that. Um, so this is the problem. They haven't given us a date to answer our next bail. Um, they, what they have said in the letter, that the case has been passed on to the Crown Prosecution Service, which is an investigatory part of our government, and that the Crown Prosecution Service are working on the investigation. To me, it just seems like they're delaying it because they're just trying to keep us apart from each other. Because together, the people that I'm involved with, Richie, Luke and Mark, we have voices. People listen to us. They tend to pay attention to what we're doing. We do lives daily on Facebook. We still have an audience. We still we do interviews. I'll do a podcast. So, yeah. And what they're trying to do is shut us down as much as they can and intimidate us to uh, to, to submit. And all they're doing is just putting fuel into the fire. So, yeah, they've extended the bail indefinitely from what I can see. Um, I haven't got my bail conditions near to hand. But um, yeah, so there's no date on the on on the on the form that they've given me soon uh, recently. So um, I think it's just going to be a case of keep approaching them, keep putting pressure on them to give us a date, and uh, yeah, just keep trying to do what we can to push this case forward because we know we haven't broken the law. We know we haven't. So it's just a case of trying to put pressure on them to make sure that they start proceeding with this case as soon as possible. Now, are there some other people we've we've made mention of uh, Debbie, and now we've we've had you on to tell your story. Are there other people that you know throughout the UK who are doing something similar to what you've done and uh, and they're getting in trouble too? Yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, this has been happening now since December. So the pandemic in this country, if you want to call it that, um, <clears throat> it's, being, it's being used as a weapon, in my opinion. Okay. Um, it's being used as a way to take away freedom, to take away rights to destroy the middle class and destroy small businesses and uh, anything that people do. So I've not only been to hospitals, I've been to test centers, I've been to vaccination centers, making live videos. Um, I've done interviews with people that are involved. I've done everything that I can in every part of this scandemic uh, to expose the truth. Um, I've even, I've even gone up to the, the COVID test centers and explained to people what the PCR test is and the levels of accuracy that that works upon. And um, yeah, people don't tend to listen. Uh, so what we're doing now, I'm part of a movement that's kind of growing organically. It's not the Freeman Network. It's just a group of people in my country. Actually, no, all over the world, because we're actually connected internationally. I've got friends in Canada, uh, my friend Kerry in Canada. She's, uh, she's doing exactly what I'm doing. And um yeah, all of these people are getting into trouble. Uh, the police are trying to use legislation against us, which isn't law, it's legislation. So, the, uh, for instance, the Coronavirus Act 2020, they've built an act around the coronavirus when we know that the common cold fits into the category of coronavirus. So they've created legislation around the coronavirus, which is a common cold. And um, all of the, le- the legal action that's being taken against people in the courts of this country, it's being thrown out because it doesn't stand but it doesn't stop the police intimidating people with threats and people listening to them because some people just, like I said, don't understand, you know? Yeah, I do. And I'm assuming that a lot of this is really happening among the young people. This is, this is more of a younger generation. And I don't want to say younger, like as in teenager, I'm saying maybe I'm I'm, from the things that I see maybe mid thirties and below, even though I know there's some, some who are older in that, who are coming out and doing this stand? We had Lee Garrett. You and I talked. I, I think you guys are not yeah, neighbors, but you're, you. but you're but you're close. You're you're close enough where you could visit and stuff like this. Lee was talking about going to the COVID uh, the vaccine centers 
and also doing the same things, and he was finding himself in trouble there. Of course, Lee has bigger problems because you know he's been exposing pedophilia and all kinds of other things. And by the way, uh, for people who did not know, Lee is also doing the positive things. He was helping homeless people and stuff. And I mean, here's a young guy in his twenties putting his life at risk putting his family's life at risk with the things he's doing, but he's determined to do them because he believes they're the right things to do. And uh, I, I believe that you guys are doing that as well there, Mike. Now, one of the things I want to leave people with as an encouragement is this, because I know 14 days to flatten the curve was a year ago, <laughs> okay? It was a year ago. And what they're trying to do is weary us so they can just run all over us. That's what they're trying to do. The vaccine's a part of it. But they're trying to weary us. And I want to give you some encouragement. The Bible says, Let us not be weary in well-doing or doing what is good. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. If you're feeling tired, if you're fearing, if you're feeling weary, if you're feeling worn out, if you're feeling like, when is this going to end? Go to the Lord because He says that He'll renew your strength as eagles. You know, you mount up with wings as eagles. He'll renew your strength. And I know a lot of people are tired and weary. Mike, I'm sure probably you're weary just from <laughs> dealing with this situation here that you, you're you dealing with. It's frustrating. It takes yeah. your energy out. Um, and Bradley and I have spoken about that too. But God is there to restore those who are his. He's not there to restore those who are not his, okay? But he is there to restore those who are his, and so I want to give that kind of encouragement. Uh, we've got about a minute here left, and what I want you to what I want to do is uh, tell people where they can find out more about you. We've got a couple of links. We're going to put them in the archives. But you got about a minute, Mike. Tell people where they can find out more about you and what you're doing, how they can get in on that. Great stuff. So yeah, um, if anybody wants to get in contact, uh, my name's Mike Freeman Idle, I D L E, uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can get in touch with me on pretty much every social media platform with that name. If you search the Freeman Network, so we're on Telegram at t.me forward slash the Freeman Network, or we're at thefreemannetwork.co.uk. If you go to the Freeman Network and subscribe, we do a monthly newsletter. We will literally just send out one email a month, updating everyone with our current maneuvers. Over the next few months as we grow, then, um, yeah, basically we're going to be putting out a lot more. But currently what we're doing, we're setting up a common law academy for children. That will be on the website soon. And uh, we're doing whatever we can in order for us to just spread truth and help everybody learn exactly what sort of system they exist within. So just check out the Freeman Network. I've got multiple podcasts with Dolores Cahill, John Smith from the Common Law Courts. Um, yeah. And uh, Kate Shimarani, of course. So, yeah. Shout out to Kate. Thank you very much for Kate Shimarani for putting me in touch because she's an inspiration and a, a very lovely person. Amen. 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 Mike, we appreciate you very much. Guys, tomorrow. <laughs> You ask for it, you get it. The dynamic duo, obviously, Bradley's Batman. I'm going to be Robin. (laughs) 23 hours, 6 a.m. We'll see you then. Adios.